Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Shortcomings, a Sex and City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex and the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and as always, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am well, you know, hanging out, just surviving. We're one week in Mm -hmm. to the new year. How was the first week for you? Terrible. Horrible. (laughs) Okay. Remember that? It's That's that great clip. I I can't remember. I want to say it's Tamara. Someone sits down and asks her, how are you? And she just goes, horrible. (laughs) That sounds like Tamara. (laughs) And that's sometimes how I just answer people. Horrible. Horrible. And you really caught, you really probably catch people off guard with that answer. So I went to a kid's first birthday, and actually this will relate to Sex in the City a little, to a kid's first birthday party this weekend. Love the little baby so much. She's one of my faves and love the parents. You know, when you go to a first birthday party, usually, and look, actually, let me rephrase that because now things are different. I'm older. So when my friends first had kids, when they had the first birthday, not everyone had children. Okay. Now everyone does. But the difference is, is like, I am not like friends with all of this couple's friends. So Mm -hmm. I arrived and was like, whoa, this is a lot of people and their kids. Yeah. That I don't know, because typically I hang out with just that couple. It's them and me, and it's great, and I love them so much. Yeah. This, I was like, whoa, this is like, I feel very overwhelmed. Like, I would have been overwhelmed if there weren't children. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting to see this many people I didn't know on a Saturday afternoon. Mostly because I got there very early because I couldn't stay long. Uh And I expected, like, oh, I'll get in early Mm -hmm. and get out before it becomes, like, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But then I guess I forgot that people with kids are, like, on time. Yeah, we're getting in and out. I was like, what's going on? Who? I was like, it's 12.05. Why are they, this started at noon. Why are you all here? And Punctual. settled in. What time did you get here? <laughs> yeah, like they weren't just breezing in as Were well. Were you like in they, at 11? <laughs> yeah, like they had been there a minute. I'm like, plates have been made. It seems like people are, you guys have been here for hours. Wow. Like you've moved in. <laughs> it's like when Carrie like went to that baby shower, when they all went to that baby yeah. shower and there was a bunch of kids. Well, then two people strolled in who did not have children. And when I tell you these two had a comedy bit, they were... Were they a couple? They were a couple. And they, I mean, oh, do you guys have kids? (laughs) No, we like our rugs. (laughs) Oh, no. Our dogs are baby. And boy, is she tough. I'm like, I mean, just like comedy Masking darkness? Not even darkness, just sort of... That is, like, the way they chose to get through being... Because also, you should not ask anyone that question. You don't know if they mm-hmm. don't have children because they can't. You mm-hmm. don't know if they can't don't have children currently because they are trying and it is not working. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't ask that just question. Just don't ask. And I'll tell you, every couple of kids hit them with it. And I was like... And they had a fresh joke for every one of them. So it reminded me of when... They go to that engagement party and Miranda won't stop joking. Mm -hmm. And at one point, someone turned to me and said, well, do you have children? And I just went, no. No bit. No nothing. And then just went back into silence and stared off like. And you would have thought I shot someone. 
Like they were all like, well, we don't know how to react to that. Do people with kids just like forget that that's just not a question you should ask? I don't know. But these people were, I mean, they all were the parents of young. No, we like our rugs. They were the people, they were um, all young parents. And also like, I don't know what having a young baby does to your brain chemistry. It might be the only thing you can think about. I think it might. Like you're sleep deprived. You are miserable, probably, and having to validate this life choice you've made because you're so mad. So it's like, mm-hmm. don't you want to do this, too? Yeah. So it's like I, I, everyone was in their own version of mania that day. Like not trying to compare dogs and babies. But like, I remember when I got Ruby, there was a point when I first got her where like you have like the puppy blues where you're just like, what did I fucking do? And it's like all consuming. Well, I'll compare dogs and babies because another thing that was happening is something that happens when people have dogs at parties, which is also happens with babies. So people which brought is, their dogs? No, it's something that happens, I think, when dogs and babies are at parties where adults forget how to speak to one another. And it's like, we're all adults sitting in a room. I am not that interested in the fact that a child just moved like from one part of the room to another. Oh, like they focus too much on it. Yeah, like uh, we, we're we adults, like we can talk about adult things. And these children are like, they're not, they aren't even like old enough for us to engage with. These are baby, like they're nuggets. Yeah. Like I was like, they don't even speak. I'm So I'm like, I really can't engage with, um, she's got a goldfish in her mouth. It's like, what? It's a cracker. <laughs> it goes in there. Yeah, where is it supposed like, to go? It's not up our ass. I don't like what. <laughs> <laughs> I know people do. And it's the do same that. thing with dogs. Like, I have people a are like, oh my god, look at that. Oh my god, she. Oh look, she's a. She's about to do this really cute thing, and it's like it is a dog. That's me. We have to like we we are adult human beings. There are topics mm-hmm. in this world we can talk about, and this dog is background noise. Not when a dog is around. I, it is truly one of my pet peeves and it, to me it shows that you lack um and being an interesting person in public it, it's like i don't me i don't have anything else to say so i'm looking for the easiest common denominator and it's like yeah i i hit people with the weather a lot and then if there's a dog or a cat i'm talking about it yeah it's no it's not great it's like come on guys we can Try. do better Mm-hmm. Or just sit in silence like I do when I feel overwhelmed. Like when people try to talk to me and I know I can't do it, I'm not looking for distractions. I give off an energy that is like, leave him be. Yeah, just let him. <laughs> just let him but be. But what I'm not going to do is bore people with conversation that isn't like, to me, that's the equivalent of like, oh my God, look at this wallpaper. It's like, yeah, we can all see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Sweetie, what do you want me to do? Right. Right. I understand. So that was my weekend. And then I got my vaccine. Wow. And everybody oh. needs to get vaccinated. It's not a booster. It's it is a, it's coming it's a back. new vaccine that you need to get. Don't think of it as a booster. I'm hearing that people are thinking of it as a booster, and then they're like, I don't need it. It's a wholly new vaccine. To fight new strains, yeah. correct? So if you have not gotten the new COVID vaccine, you need to. I hope everyone's gotten their flu shot. If you're over 60 or pregnant, get your RSV shot. (laughs) Get whatever you can get because this winter is going to take us out. It has struck people. Every single person I know has a cough right now. So just... Or a post-nasal drip. I don't need more because I had it at the end of 2024 for eight months. So... You mean 2023? Whatever. (laughs) 
Actually, I'm glad I'm doing that because it means that everything I'm sending out into the world is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like yeah. to add anything? Or am I going to carry um, this? Would you do this weekend? Yeah, what did I do this weekend? Honestly, what did I do? Oh, Chris, I put away our tree. Who's R? You live alone. Well, I feel like you and I, I felt like really connected to you because I felt like you and I got like, we went to the same tree company and I just felt like it was like our tree. I didn't feel connected to that tree. <laughs> Apologies. I felt so connected to the tree. I mean, I felt and... connected to my tree and I took mine down yesterday. yesterday? Yeah. Well, okay. I felt connected to you through my tree and I put it in the bag and it was really hard to put away. And I was fighting for my life. I only put two pieces in the bag and just put it in the basement with the third one on top. I was like, I can't. <laughs> Chris, I was looking up YouTube videos. I, my phone on was on the other side away. of the room. I was going to get up to that kind of stuff. And then I just thought, who's it going to hurt if this just lives on top of it downstairs in the basement? It's going to hurt no one. I just and didn't like, have the time. And I was like, it doesn't Did fit. your tree have an easy lever? A what? A fold down lever. Chris, this company? Wait, no, it didn't. Bitch. Did it? You mean so that the branches just went in? Yeah, you hit like a little thing on a little pedal. I feel like I hit it on one of them by accident and didn't know what happened and didn't have the energy to look for it on the other two. And if I had I found it, it might have fit in that bag. <laughs> so I was like watching these videos and there was a video of this tree from this company, the Balsam Hill Christmas Tree Company. And there was like a pedal that like if you hit it, like it all just kind of like collapses and like it's easy to store. Mine doesn't have that. Yeah. So I had to like physically, I had to put my gloves back on because, you know, they gave us gloves and I had to like store it. I was watching videos. No, I just threw them in there as best I could. I'm sure it'll be a disaster. I'm also certain I broke it. So thank God I got a five year warranty. Thank God. So I'll be sending that. I'm, I love that tree. I'm sure uh, Balsam Hill. It was the care. nicest thing I've ever purchased. I'm sure I'll be buying a second one next year. Oh, I'll be sending for a replacement for this one and getting a second one for... I'm thinking I might get a porch tree if I still live here and just put it up outside. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And a bedroom. That's a good idea. And a bedroom tree. I'm a little embarrassed. Like, I thought you and I had this, like, tree connection. <laughs> Turns out we do Why not. Why would I feel connected to your Christmas tree? Because we both had the same tree. Lots of people have balsam. You say this like balsam Yeah, but we got them together. I no, we didn't. I bought mine weeks before. I felt we did. I bought mine weeks before you did. You were and, like texting me updates on sales. Well, that's and I, because I really you were thought... being an idiot and you kept complaining saying, I need a Christmas tree. I need a Christmas tree. I can't find a Christmas tree. They're wow, so expensive. Chris. And I kept saying, I am sending you this link I have before. I thought it was more of like a friendship thing. No, it was to answer your repetitive I thought it was like friendship bracelet no you just kept complaining about how i can't find a tree everything's so expensive is this like the time i proposed to you no it's worse because you've rewritten <sighs> history in a way and you're not remembering your own complaining you were like i can't i don't have time to go get a tree it's like i have solved this problem for you stop talking about it um i thought of you when i looked at it well, yeah, because I sent it to you, but that doesn't... Right, that's what I'm saying. Yes, but that doesn't mean I felt connected to it. Oh, that's so sad. Story I don't even life. think I saw your tree. I sent you a photo. I don't think you did. I think you think, I think me. I did. <laughs> Was yours really bright? <laughs> What? Chris, mine, mine was like looking at the surface of the sun. Yeah, they're supposed to be. 
No, this also, did was, you not I use mean, the my dimmer? eyes had, I didn't have one. Oh, so there's your, there you go. I didn't have a dimmer. I think you did, and you may have not known where it is. It was close to the mean? plug. Where you was plugged it, it into button? the wall. Yes, but it that wasn't button? just a button. It's also a dimmer. Mm, I didn't. I'm pretty sure you can turn it. it. Chris, there were times where I was like, I can't even look at it. Like it was so bright. And I posted that on my Instagram story. And do you know how many fucking people message me? Like, just turn it off. I'm like, but that's not the point of the tree. I'm not going to have a tree that's off. You left it on all day? All day and night. That's not a good use of energy, but okay. I needed it. You weren't I looking needed, at it. I needed sometimes. to feel something. <laughs> I know, but I needed it on just and like, it wasn't in your to bedroom. walk downstairs in the morning. I know, but I liked walking downstairs in the morning. And it was already. And you should have gotten one that was on a timer. Chris, that's too much. I just left it on. Whatever. This is an idiotic conversation. Connected to trees. <laughs> I really thought we. It had, seems you bought I'm the so, wrong tree I'm for so what you needed. You didn't get the right. You didn't get the one that collapses. You didn't get one on a timer. Well, I got the one that's on sale. All right. Shall we talk about Patreon? Yes. So if you want to support this podcast as we come to the end of our Sex in the City journey, you can join us over on Patreon. We're having a lot of fun over there. I just did some Golden Globe predictions. I started to predict TV and then I realized there was simply too many television shows I'd never heard of <laughs> to even or was like, I've never even heard of that. I haven't watched one frame. I was like, what the fuck is 1923? Mm. there were just so many shows that was like what platform is that on mm -hmm. by which way does anyone seen it who even knew emma stone was on a television show the one with nathan fielder or something never heard of it never saw it when she popped up nominated there i was like what oh, the golden globes were just wait i don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> in fact maybe we'll talk about it on a bonus episode so if you are interested in that kind of content that's what you'll get over there and you also get weekly bonus episodes. One thing I just wanted to note is, is that if you join now, you don't just get the bonus episodes moving forward. You unlock all of the previous bonus episodes because a few people have asked me that. And that seemed to be a nice incentive for them because they had a drive coming up. So we kept several people, I think, company over the um, holiday break as they were driving home. Oh. And I thought, I hope that, hope that was... keeps the family at bay. <laughs> I hope that was okay. Yeah. And um, we're going to have an upcoming Zoom meeting with all the shorties. We have to get that date on the books. We'll get that to you soon. And mostly you're just helping us keep this going because as I'd like to remind everyone, hosting a podcast is not free. There are bills that come out every month to keep you people happy. And also there is just like what we value our time at, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we appreciate all of our shorties and we want to thank our iconic shorties. Here we go. Margarita, Gina, Carlos, Lauren, Christina, Kimberly, Kate, Ainsley, Jenny, Stacy, Laura, Charlotte, Taylor, Alexandra, Dana, Laura, Lee, Claire, Allie, Jen, Caitlin, Lindsay, Casey, Gloria, Justine, Alexandra, Trent School, Grace, Rachel, Emma, Allison, Haley P, Haley D, Claire, Haley M, Erica, Avita, Emily, Holly, and Rachel. Thank you all so much for being iconic shorties and thank all of you for supporting us. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys. It means so much to us. It really does. Well, more than 500 of you over there are just palling around. It's crazy. And if I just want to say, if you're over there as a free member, we don't know how to get to you and tell you to stop doing that because you're not getting anything. Yeah. 
It's but there is a button you can click to start giving us money and getting the content. And we advise you click it, you know, join us on the other side of the paywall. Mm-hmm. Because right now you guys are just like straddling the wall and it's awkward for everyone. We're like looking at you like, get down from there. Yeah. Is she going to jump? Yeah. It's like, take pick one side. Either be over there with the riffraff or come with those who are blessed be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I didn't All even right, know you so could sign up to a Patreon for free. Like, I didn't know that that was an option. It's a new feature, you know, the past few months. Um... And I don't care for it, but we love Patreon. Yeah, shout out, to, shout out to P. To to whoever they may be, mm-hmm. and I don't know where they came up with that word. It doesn't roll off the Patreon. Top. Patreon. Yeah, like it's patron like patron is a patron. word. Yeah, right. But and patronage is a word, but to have added that e in there, maybe it's like a Patreon. Excuse me. <laughs> like they're on board with uh, the podcast. But like what's a patriot? That's on. not a thing. I know, but maybe, maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. So today we are covering the Sex and the City movie. And finally. we just wanted to let you guys know, finally, that we are actually going to switch up the structure of this a little bit. We decided this because, frankly, we just thought it would be, first of all, way too long and a bit monotonous to go sort of scene by scene by each woman. And we don't know that this new structure we came up with will be a success. We hope it will be. And if you don't like it, look, you're only going to have to put up with it for two weeks because there's only one other Sex in the City movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to do is instead of doing a synopsis, very brief synopsis, sort of one line of each girl at the beginning, we're going to do their four conversations, a sort of expanded synopsis of each one an overview of their story, and then we'll sort of just discuss broadly what happens in their story, maybe um, topics that we like, things we cared for or didn't, rather than going so plot-heavy, I think. And I'm sure we'll dig into some plot devices but and happenings, but just not so much like, and then this happened, and then this happened. Yeah. Because it could just go on and on and on, because this movie, both a lot happens and nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And also just if we did that, if we went scene by scene, like Chris and I would end up talking for hours. 98 million hours. Mm -hmm. And frankly, we've already been talking for 17 minutes about me being connected to a tree that I never saw. So (laughs) we got to try to, you know, create some boundaries and standards for ourselves. Mm -hmm. All right. So here we are finally after feels like years. Um, We've been talking about this movie and covering it forever. And it just feels crazy that it's here. Yeah, here it's it is. Wild. So today we are covering the Sex and the City movie. I thought we'd start with a few facts and stats on the movie. The movie was released on May 30th, 2008, which is simply four years after the series ended. It cost $65 million to make, which to me felt very cheap. That seems like... The amount it should have cost to get the four women. Yeah. I'm guessing some people took some pay cuts, particularly maybe Sarah Jessica Parker, and then got paid on the back end. Mm. But it did earn $418.8 million worldwide. It was the highest earning romantic comedy of 2008 and number 11 overall that year. One thing I did just want to note, the highest other movies were a little... 
I believe these are the top ones. The Dark Knight and Iron Man and Indiana Jones were the top three. And Quantum of Solace was also in there. So you and a lot of cartoons. You're not getting a lot of female-led movies in this. No. The only other two I could find were Twilight, which I believe was slightly above Sex and the City, and then Mamma Mia, which was 12. Other than that, we're getting a lot of male nonsense mm-hmm. and, like, Madagascar 8. Oh, I'm famously a Madagascar stan, but for... I thought you were an Ice Age stan. I love Ice Age, too. But Two or T-O-O? Both. Okay. Um, no, but the fact that like this, like Twilight obviously made more than Sex and the City, the movie, but that, I mean, when you consider how popular Twilight was, like this movie was very, very close up there. Oh, I think Twilight was eight and this was 11. Right. So um, this movie was not nominated for any major awards. I do think it's interesting that it missed out on the Golden Globes, speaking of, because the show was so popular. Mm-hmm. At the Golden Globe, Sarah Jessica Parker won, I think, four times. Kim Cattrall won. I think the show won series at least twice. And so it's just funny to think that it translated over to movies and they were like, whoa, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> Keep that over there. Yeah. And another thing to note is, is that Pat Field was not nominated at the Oscars for Best Costume Design. Interestingly enough, because she was nominated for The Devil Wears Prada. So you'd think that if they were willing to give her a nomination, sadly not a win, um, because contemporary design at the Oscars is very rarely awarded. They prefer prestige costuming. That this movie seems like just a movie that absolutely ticked the slate like this is going to be nominated Mm -hmm. for the costuming award. And it was not. So they really rejected Sex and the City, the movie. And it's it's win was it's money. And the and the fashions in the movie I remember so vividly. Like when I think of the movie I remember everything. Like especially the bridesmaids dresses, like I remember those really well. Like I don't know. So that's really weird. Yeah, so No, it, it is weird. I think it's definitely a missed nomination. It should have been nominated. It's a real bummer. And honestly, I'd say even the second one should have been nominated. Nothing Pat Field is doing is the problem. Right. Although there are some looks in this that were a shock. (laughs) Um, And I guess before we get into it, let's briefly discuss our history with the movie. When did you first see it? Did you go to the theaters? I'll never forget it. No, I didn't. Um, I saw it on, it was on like on demand. DVD. Uh It was on on demand, Comcast on demand. And I was at my friend's house and it was like New Year's Eve and we ended up watching it like on loop all night. We just loved it. It was so much fun. Oh, that's so sad. I, (laughs) you know, was there opening day. It was important. It was a moment. People dressed up. It felt like white Black Panther. Okay. People were dressing up. I've not seen white people so exhilarated by something. I don't think ever. Oh, I guess Barbie. Okay. Yeah. When I saw Barbie in San Francisco, everyone was dressed up in their pinks. Yeah. And loving it. And but there wasn't the same verve and energy. No, it was more of just like we'll throw on a pink tee. You well, know? also because like there was no there was still the feeling of like, well, are we gonna like this? There wasn't the pre-existing energy of, like, the girls are back. Mm -hmm. Like, when I saw this, I I can really only relate it to two movies I've seen in theaters. 
in which the audience was so palpable. Black Panther won. Because mm-hmm. when I saw Black Panther 2, I was one of the few people in the audience because I saw it very early in the morning. And then Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. which I saw with an audience full of predominantly Asian people. And I think that there were so many things that they saw in the movie that even I, of course, didn't recognize. And that made the experience for me so much richer to be amongst people who, first of all, such a, well, I was going to say a diverse audience, but it was not. It was all Asian people and me. Mm-hmm. Um, great, but not particularly diverse, two races. But it was so nice to, I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie theater in Baltimore full of Asian people. How great mm-hmm. that this movie is finally, that they they feel seen in this movie in a way. Um, and I'm still wondering where that sequel is. I don't think it's ever. I don't think we're ever getting it, which makes no sense. None. And that is one of the reasons we shouldn't be so happy when it's like the first Asian woman to ever win this award and then then the first indigenous person. It's like, yeah, well, let's see what they do from here. Right. Let's see if Lily Gladstone gets another movie. Hmm. I hope she does. I hope so too. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. I'm not saying I don't want her to. I'm just saying, let's, let's hope, you know, like look at Lupita. And never, she's never not a CGI character. Yeah. I guess in Black Panther, she's not. And in that movie, I couldn't look at because it scared me too much. Us. Oh, my God. That movie <laughs> was I scary. Could, I couldn't even see it. The poster scared me too the much. Mask. I've never seen it. Yeah. No, the scissors. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it's not for me. The scissors. <laughs> Everyone kept, people were like, Chris, are you really not going to see it? I was like, no, it, this, the poster alone has terrified mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I don't think there's any laughs in this movie. I don't think there was. So no. I was not laughing. And I also hated Get Out. So I was like, I oh. didn't care for Get Out. And I was like, and this one looks terrifying. Are you, do you like scary movies? Um, Not particularly. The only scary okay. movies I have affection for are the Scream franchise. Right. Other than that, I don't really care for scary movies at all. Okay. Um, And I have to watch them all during the day if they're not Scream. Oh, gotcha. Which is odd because like when I go to the movie theaters, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. (laughs) It's it's dark. dark. (laughs) But at least you emerge into the light. Yeah, you're not walking through the parking lot. You know. Parking lot? I don't know. I'd be walking. (laughs) Ignore me. I don't know. I guess I go to independent movie theaters. I'm like, you just walk out into the street. Yeah. I'm not going to a lot of malls. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we don't have any like walkable theaters here. Yeah. Um, where does this movie sort of rank in your rom com list? Number one. No, it's not number one. Um here when Harry yeah, McSally like, is number you one. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's easily top five. I would say sometimes it's number two, sometimes it's number three, but it's usually like really far up there. It's definitely my most one of my most rewatched movies of all time. Like, if I'm ever feeling sick or sad, I put it on. So it's often. Yeah, this movie is not something I revisit that often. I probably watch it once a year at the same time of year, which is around Christmas time or my birthday, to with my friend Keeks. And and then I put it away. And in fact, we watched it a few weeks ago. And revisiting it to do this podcast, I was like, I really don't want to watch this again. Really? Like, I... It's not, but it's not that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like 
I just know it so well that it feels like a chore to watch it. Like mm-hmm. once a year is enough that I'm like, oh, then this happened. The lines are like, I don't know. Some Maybe it's because I watched it so often when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like when that DVD came out, I don't think anything else when it was it. in my... Like it was like on loop. And so I just feel like I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I know every single line of this movie and it doesn't have the rewatch value of maybe it's because it's not comfy, cozy in the way that you've got mail is. Right. So it lacks that feeling of and it's also not really a rom-com. No, it's still kind of like there are moments of it's dramedy. And yet those are the moments that feel like the most tired and when you revisit it. <laughs> I mean, I rewatched it many times when I fell down the stairs and hurt my ankle. That was the first thing I put on when I got home from the hospital. I needed yeah, it to comfort see, from, me. Yeah, this it's not that I don't I love this movie, mm-hmm. but it is not something I revisit. I will not watch this movie again until December 24th. Yeah, I was going to say it's going back on its annual one time rewatch. And honestly, I might watch the second one more throughout the year. Just turn it on and see what's up. (laughs) I feel like that's true because I think I've gotten some texts from you throughout the years of you just being like, wow, I just threw on the second movie. Well, we've talked about this multiple times, and this is why you have no memory, Um, is because it's the only, I've told you this, it is the only thing that I would allow myself to watch that was forward in Sex and the City. So when we were in the depths of hell, I was like, I want to see something else. And that I was like, well, if I watch the second movie, it'll give me the flavor of the later show Mm -hmm. without me having to watch the later show and be like taken out of where we are currently in the series. That makes sense. I was like, if I try to watch something from season four, five or six, I'll get confused and also, I'll start wanting to watch that part of the show instead of two. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the second the second movie is like a fuck all, it's but like, at yeah. least it starts to visually look like the show later on. Yeah. Because I was like, why is this show so brown and drab? <laughs> and then the last thing I just wanted to note is I'll always be screaming into the void, much like Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Where is the soundtrack? Why can't we stream labels or love? Click. And... What's the? It's not right. Jennifer Hudson all dressed up in love. Like I don't think they're in. Hold on, let me check right now. Let me just do a cursory glance. If anything, they're like on YouTube. They are on YouTube, all dressed up in love. Nope. Click Sierra. Nope. And labels or loves. Fergie. Yes. <laughs> that one you can get? That's the one. That one you can get because apparently it's on her album, The Duchess. Oh, but Sierra's you can't Deluxe. get? Deluxe. Yeah, and I think we're literally only... Hmm. I didn't know Big Girls Don't Cry had a parenthetical after it. Big Girls Don't Cry personal. <laughs> I thought it was just called Big, Big Girls, Girls Don't, Don't Cry. Cry. Now that is that a sequel song? I think it might be never seen big girls don't cry personal no i think that is the song you know never forget milo's impactful appearance in that music video my god beautiful all right should we start breaking down the girls yeah all right so we're gonna start with charlotte so a little synopsis on charlotte 
We find her and Harry still happily married and living in the same apartment. We meet their daughter, Lily, for the first time. Charlotte is not working, but is very happy as a stay-at-home mother. She's mostly spends her time in the movie as a supportive friend to Carrie. Although for some reason she shits her pants. She finds out that she's pregnant and worries she might lose the baby as too many good things have happened to her while her friends have suffered. Carrie encourages her to live her life and continue to run. She gives birth to Rock at the end of the movie. What do you think of Charlotte's sort of story? What do you think of Charlotte where we find her at the beginning of this movie? It's like a sigh of relief when I see Charlotte and everything's okay. Like seeing her as a mother, I like the comfort of them being in the same apartment. I like that we see Lily as like a cute little toddler. It's just like really comforting. It makes me feel nice. It does. But this is something I want to talk about in general, maybe. Okay. Do we feel like because of the pain that Star Charlotte went through in the original series and their desire to not bother with her relationship with Harry and to ensure that their marriage is rock solid, that she has sort of gotten the short shrift in sort of all the post-original series work? Um, like, if you think of her storylines and in just like that season one and two, mm-hmm. then in the sex, then the second movie, which I guess nobody has anything really going on in the second movie other than Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> and then in this one, she just, it feels like she's the most static post-original series. I would say so. It's like, and that to me just feels like a bummer for Kristen Davis, who's such a great actress. I agree. And I think that that's why a part of me likes what's going on with her in um, and just like that is like it's her trying to grapple with certain aspects of her life. And we get to see a little bit more like friction there because in the movie, don't you feel like they always solve the friction within one second? Of course. It's giving like leave it to Beaver. Like they. Right. And I just. Yeah. I just want like I feel like there is a way for them to write um, a long time marriage that has complications, mm-hmm. but that still has friction. Like, married couples fight for months at a time. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, actually, that I will credit, I want to say season 11, actually, of Grey's Anatomy. Meredith, and it is his last season, so I know this bothers a lot of people. Meredith and Derek fight for most of the season. right? And it's one of the better things that, like, and there are scenes where they say, look, I really can't stand you, but I need my wife right now or husband or like just go to DC. I don't want to look at you. Yeah. And there and and yet they remain committed to one another and in love. And I feel like that is a truthful way of like you do go through seasons in long term relationships. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I wouldn't mind a story where Harry and Charlotte really struggle. I think writers of TV shows specifically have a hard time with with characters who end up in a relationship right. together because they're very like protective of that and they it's either you break up or they're in a good place. And I remember Mindy Kaling talked about that when she talked about her and Danny and the Mindy project because she was like a lot of people say like when two character main characters get together it's like okay well then what? And she's like but a lot of stuff happens in relationships that cause ebbs and flows and ups and downs and she's like so i'm still gonna follow that and you know danny and i aren't just gonna be like and i think that that is one of the better i mean i i people really 
dislike the later seasons of the Mindy Project. But I actually think that their love story, Mindy and Danny, they wrote it really well because what you see is, is that the realities of two people who are very different mm -hmm. and that those two would really struggle and most likely break up and need to spend some time apart and grow. Mm -hmm. So I do think like even though it's very comforting to see Charlotte in this place, um, I think maybe the writers got a little lazy with her. Well, you her. say writers and it's one writer. Writer, writer. <laughs> got a little it's lazy. Just MP, it's just MPK, you know, just I think just he's our guy. so like laser focused on Carrie that Carrie and Miranda, basically. Yeah. Is Are there any... um? favorite Charlotte moments in this movie? I love the scene where they're all, you know, at lunch together and Lily's coloring and she's trying to like have this conversation with the girls, like how she, how they had them before. And obviously it's like, you cannot say fuck in front of my daughter. We're coloring. Um, and what else? I mean, I love the moment of Charlotte, like when she decides to start running again, like that to me is very like I get chills. You mean our season? You mean our season? Our basic like we needed a seasonal transition. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw a coat on her. Let's get her going. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, look, we don't want to just have like leaves falling. Somebody ever just run in the same place? Yeah. Yeah. It always makes me laugh that she runs with her dog, because Cavaliers are very lazy. Well, she stops doing that eventually. So right. she doesn't have the dog for the second two runs. She's only doing it for the first one when she's running slowly. Right. It just makes me laugh. Um, but it makes complete sense that when you're like beginning, you would take your... I mean, I wouldn't run with a dog ever, regardless of how fast it is. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like a recipe to either fall down or to have to stop a million times. I don't know how people ride their bike with their dog. Like that looks it's, like a disaster. People need to realize that like not everything needs to be with your a co-project. Right. Like, we can do one thing. We can solo task some odd things. Yeah. And I say that as someone who's got, like, always 98 tabs open and I'm trying to do 400 things at once and whose days are scheduled, like, down to, like, one minute. I'm like, I will start this, then I'll go there. Mm -hmm. And then while I'm getting vaccinated, I will also be writing the outline for this. And while I'm writing the outline, I'll just be doing some quick ends, my taxes, you know? Mm -hmm. But I beg everyone to solo task a few things. Please. For me, I don't think there are any real... I mean, I love the no-no moment with Big. Mm -hmm. The I'll cur I curse the day you were born moment, to me... There are some moments in this movie that feel like they were written for the big screen and you need them to be on that big screen. And that I curse the day you were born and also her screaming. Yeah feel like they need to be on the big screen. Also, Charlotte wasn't just screaming in restaurants in the original series, but it feels like, again, we're going bigger. The flower on Carrie's dress is bigger. Charlotte is more annoying. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, the moment in the street yelling at Big, saying, like you said, yeah. no, no, that's like an iconic moment. Yeah. And then the like cute little runaway because she can't really walk <laughs> in the dress. Um, And I think Kristen Davis is great in this. I just wish there was a little more to do. And I do have to ask, why is Harry not really in this movie? I don't... And I think that is to the detriment of Charlotte's storyline. I agree. He's not really in it. Neither is Anthony. It's like, give them something. Like, why isn't there a storyline about maybe Harry 
how they raise Lily. Like I converted to Judaism, but of are are there ways? Maybe it's can we celebrate Christmas with Lily? Right. And Harry feels very open to that, but Charlotte feels they can't mm-hmm. because she's trying to be uber this way, like and feel like we are Jewish. Yeah. Like there just needs to be. To me, it just feels like tell a story about her relationship or give her something to do. Yeah, she's not doing she, much. She shit her pants, but... She shit her pants and had a talk baby. Talk about something but... that is not funny on television. Like, it was funny on the big screen when it cuts to her... I don't know how it read to you when you were watching it. I'm assuming in your friend's basement. Yeah. I mean... But, like, you know, the close-up when the camera, like, zooms in and she's, like, gurgling. bugged out eyes. And I'm like... See, that was like Barely Brothers comedy on the big screen. When I'm watching this in like at home, it's like, what is going on? Yeah, it doesn't hit the same, probably. Yeah. yeah. We were all like howling with laughter in the cinema. Like, are she shitting her pants? But like at home, it's just like she's shitting her pants. This is disgusting. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. What do you I just wanted a little bit more? What do you think of Lily and the phone. There's always these like think pieces that come out about sex in the city. Well, they're not think pieces. Think pieces have to Opin- engage with critical thought. Yeah, these they don't. are. They're like, <laughs> like I'm talking. I'm talking tweets. I've seen tweets. This is first blur. Yeah. <laughs> um, about Lily and the phone and the cupcake purse. Um, you know, basic plot contrivance. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make much sense. Also, Carrie, I don't like, know many cupcake purses that are um, soundproof. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Also, given the fact that Lily, I believe, is in the car with them. I believe so, yeah. Right? Or even if she isn't, she's not alone. She's with Harry. Yeah, so he would have opened the cupcake purse and been like, hello. Oh, big. Hey, let me text Charlotte. Right. Um, And I suppose Big only has Carrie's phone number. He cannot contact anyone else in that home who's with them. Which is weird. I would have thought he would but, at least have like Miranda's number. But given, you know, how crazy those two are, probably. Mm-hmm. I guess actually, if I think about it, I've dated men for years and not known any like have just like entirely been like, I don't ever want to see your friends. I don't know them. Keep them away from me. I had a famous restaurant that whenever it was like. We have to have dinner with my friends. Like, I have spent 1,800 years with yours. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine. Let's go to this place. And it was because the restaurant turns over really quickly and the dinner could only last 35 minutes. Smart. And he was like, you really like that restaurant. I was like, we just haven't been there in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and his God. friends were lovely, by the way. They were nice people. Nice but people, I was but like... Yeah, they'd come over sometimes and watch Game of Thrones, and instead of simply going to the bedroom and fall asleep, I would sit with them and sleep in front of them. It's like this is just because I was like, I want them to know I have disdain for them being here. Uh, I think you made that point clear. (laughs) I look get out. Mm -hmm. Simply fall asleep right in front of people, and then wake up with like my tongue out of my mouth. Like, where's that brother and sister who fought? (laughs) Like that's the only storyline I care about. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I just, Charlotte doesn't have much to do. She eats pudding. She shits her pants. 
has a baby. And I guess the pudding is what makes her shit her pants. Even the baby isn't that big of a deal. Oh no! Wait, or is it the? It's the water. I was like, why does she shit her pants? Because she's showering and she's so thankful for her life, and she opens her mouth. I feel like it should have been the the fact that she's only eating the the pudding. The pudding. I wish it was. And what adult person eats that much pudding? I don't. And it wasn't like. I don't know. Why chocolate pudding? That seems just... That's why I thought... Oh, but because of Poughkeepsie. Because it's from Poughkeepsie. The pudding? I was like, oh, the pudding is meant to allude to the shit. Oh. But it's, be- it's for the Poughkeepsie joke. That she Poughkeepsied in her pants. Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay, it's Michael really, Patrick King. I feel like we really went around the tree for that we one. Sure we did. sure did. We sure did. We saw that tree about 18 times. We really got lost. GPS broken down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Anything else on Charlotte before we move on? Uh no. I think we're I think we're good with with Char. All right. So We've got Samantha now. She's living in LA and still managing Smith, but is sneaking back to New York every chance she gets. Her relationship has shifted priorities. We see that her whole life, including the trajectory of her career, has become centered around Smith. She begins a voyeuristic relationship with her neighbor Dante, but resists cheating on Smith by eating and getting a dog. They ultimately break up because Samantha chooses herself and returns to New York. Hmm. How do you feel about Samantha's storyline and maybe the overall choice to send her to L.A.? So that she doesn't have to be around the other women. That's 100% what happened. But I also really enjoy this storyline with Samantha because it feels very her. Like this feels like a good, it might not be like the main focus. It feels focus. honest, the fact that she would end up in LA at some mm-hmm. point. Certainly better than London. London where she, why wouldn't they have just sent her back to LA? I don't know. Because at least it's like, again, that's something we've seen before. There's something else in it just like that where it's like, oh, why wouldn't they just have done this? Because we already know that. Hmm. It, probably everything on the show. It's yeah. like, it was the right choice. And then you guys pivoted that way. Yeah, they they go off the rails. Aiden, everything with Aiden. That belted jacket. Oh, yeah. The right choice was in front of them. And they were like, yeah, that belted jacket. It's like, oh, should we put him in a white shirt, which we've referenced twice before? Mm-hmm. No, put him in a belt coat and from <laughs> from LL Burlington Bean. Coat Factory. Twenty nine ninety nine. Oh God! But um, it just feels very honest. Like this is a life she would live. Like when we pick her back up for the movie, like this just feels like it makes all the sense. But we've Does asked it make this sense question. That she would only have one client. I was just about to say that we've brought this up before. I think. Well, you brought this up before. Is like, is Smith her only client? <laughs> because there's only pictures of him. Which I guess, like Kiki Palmer's mom did just say on her podcast, like sometimes you can only have one client. Like she only manages Kiki, and when other people ask, she's like, "I Kiki's." But Kiki's doing a lot, so Kiki. it's like I could imagine that's a lot of different contracts. And You've got to be Jared is not perusing. Kiki Palmer. Yeah, he's not doing. He's not hosting Password and like having a burgeoning music career and running podcasts and her has her own network and it's yeah. like the most charismatic person on the planet and is running like social media. I believe she also has a book imprint. I believe so. She does I believe she's running like a publishing empire. Yeah, she does it all. And has a baby. Yeah, like she's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Never not in um Sergio Hudson. I'm seeing her. Wait, have you seen her HelloFresh commercials? No. They are the most 
charming, beautiful commercials. I'm like, I need to get HelloFresh. <laughs> commercials very rarely work on me mm. where I'm like, I got to get this. Every time she's always wearing lime, the lime green power suits and popping out of somewhere with a HelloFresh box. And I'm like, if this is what HelloFresh is, sign me up. Yeah. Get me a subscription. Yeah. I'm like, do I need this? Yeah. Then it's always like breakfast free for life. And I'm like, what does that even mean? She's so amazing. The power of Kiki Palmer. But yeah, yeah so, so Smith Jared is no Kiki Palmer. And Samantha Jones is no Sharon Palmer, you know, no. at the end of the day. No. So I think she needs to get some more clients. Yeah, and uh, is he? And that I guess she does in the second star? movie when she goes to work for that chic. He seems to be starring on some sort of television show. Okay. That seemed to be a mixture of ER by way of Grey's Anatomy, by way mm. of like an NCIS. Okay. And he was on a lot of magazine like photo shoots. Okay. Hmm. I couldn't really touch down on what his career is. It was sort of like Natalie Portman's in May, December. You don't really know really know what's going on, but you know it's like B list. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Dante? Oh my god, Dante is smoking. Mm, not for me. What? I used to think Dante was like a god. Yeah, and then the last few times I've watched this movie, it's like, what is no, this man? No, I Get felt, I felt the opposite. Gilles Marini. No, I felt the opposite. Like, I... Maybe it's when I found out he was on Dancing with the Stars right after this that really turned my stomach. Like, as a contestant? No, as a judge. What do you think? Or like a dancer. No, like, um, as a contestant. Oh, was he on Lisa Rinna's season? I, I didn't watch it. I just found that out because they were talking about him on an episode of The View. Oh, he's very sexy. And he also, I like that he's very sexy, but he also, he's like a male Samantha and like how he just is fucking every which way all the time. Like when he like rips off I his wetsuit, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. I he pant like a dog. Like, he was making me like physically ill. No, I was barking. <laughs> Like screen. when he was bathing himself in that slow motion, it was making me sick. Chris, no. When he was like massaging the soap on his like one thigh, I was like, what? No, I, like, was, I was like, like, actually think about what if like you were doing that when you bathe. You look crazy. You would look crazy, but I don't look like Dante. If I did, I would be insane. I would be unstoppable. He's not. Oh, God. And now is he fucking Pamela Anderson? Like, is that supposed to be a lookalike? No. Because there's a woman that looks exactly like Pamela Anderson. She has like the tribal every, tat, bar, bar wire every tat. blonde woman. And yeah, like, but she looked like very Pam. I think if it was supposed to be Pamela Anderson, they would have just called Pamela Anderson. I don't know. She was, I think if it's Sex and the City, the movie wanted Pamela Anderson. They could have got her. They could have got her. But their budget I don't wasn't think she very was, big. I don't think she was up to much in 2008 or now. Again, okay. I think if in just like that wanted her, they could get her. Like, I don't think. Okay. Insane, like, this is true. This is true. She's not Meryl Streep. Um, I really get upset when. Did you see the rumor that Meryl Streep is dating Martin Short? Yes, and I believe it to be true. If that is the most disgusting couple. Disgusting. That little fuck. Because you know Meryl fucks. Like, they are fucking. I, you know what I mean? Meryl. I want better for her. The fact that she got away with 
from Dawn and that's where she went. He probably makes like, her laugh. It's like you couldn't go to Steve? At least someone of a proper height? Mm, sometimes I like a short no. king. Like, come on. It's like, Ali Wong, get away from Bill Hader. I just want... Why do I want better for everyone than they want for themselves? What's wrong with Bill Hader? Big dick Bill? He's ugly. He, he's ugly. He can't act. He's not charismatic. He isn't that talented. Barry's a terrible show. Um, um, a lot of it, that one SNL character is incredibly homophobic. I gotta tell you, if Bill Hader sidled next to me, I wouldn't say no. Right. I, look, I'm not saying he wouldn't be great for you. I'm oh. saying Ali Wong should want Whoa. Better. Whoa. Rude. They're just people who should want better for themselves. And I, it's just like, why can no one have the standards for themselves I have for them? Because she's getting like dicked look, down. It's like you stare, you look next to a woman and it's always like, come on. It's so rare that the two, the twain, are where they should be. But sometimes be. women don't want a man that's better looking than them. I'm not even better looking, helpful. How do you know he's not helpful? I can tell you right now, Bill Hader's never helped anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like He's right Bill. up there with what's, um, oh my God, what's his name, Ted Lasso, that fucker? Jason Sudeikis? Oh my God. What's wrong with him? Everything. Oh, Remember that craziness that was going on with him and uh, what's her name? Olivia? When, yeah, when he was sending her all those um, cease and, not cease and desist. He was trying to divorce her. Oh, what is it called? He, well, and he serving served her, her like, on while stage. she was in public. <laughs> and then they got into that fight about their nanny and that salad recipe. But then they came together over it. Yeah, it's like, what's going mm -hmm. on with him? Um, I don't know, Chris. I'm into it. Ev you know, these average men, but good luck with all of them. Mm hmm not for me. And then you got Jeremy Allen White's. Oh, God. Don't talk about it. Just. Well, we, Chris, I'll start barking. That industry plant. <laughs> He's a great actor. He should be in the theater. He could, he can do it all. Given the way he looks. <gasps> Chris. I just feel that we shouldn't be putting. Look, we have a standard to uphold. Because he's so In the old hot. days, we didn't let ugly people on screen. He's not ugly. Hey, I'm. It's like we. Do you think I want to go to the movies and see me up there? Chris, he's at a beautiful. certain point. Come on. He's so hot. We are letting standards fall left and right in this country, and I, I blame Trump. Honestly, I don't think. I think we're raising our standards because we're not just going for the. For the tall, handsome, tall, handsome guys. Like, we're going for the no, guys who are charisma. No, we're going for, like, the... He doesn't have an inch of charisma. Yes, he does. He can't, give a, he can't give a speech. He's the world's most boring public speaker. He is a gentleman who, if you saw him at an Annie Ann's pretzel, <laughs> you'd keep walking. No, I wouldn't. I would say, do you want my pretzel? He, like, I'm just like, guys, we have to do better. No. We have to. That's... I'm begging everyone. Zendaya, why are you dating Tom Holland? Whoa! Like, it's just like, this this conversation's getting out of control. Like, everyone needs to just, I'm begging everyone to quote Whitney Houston about everyone's standards. Why are you down there? Oh, respectfully, Whitney, you were with Bobby. And I want Whitney to do better. Well, she wasn't talking about her standards. She was talking about Brandy singing. Oh. <laughs> She was asking her, why is the note? I said to hit this note and she and just looked hitting. at her and went, why are you down why there? Why are you down? Okay. Okay. I, I, this I, is... But of course I want it better for Whitney. 
You don't think I was Who screaming at her? Who do you think is the hottie screaming? of the moment currently? I need to know. Do you think anyone? No, I'm telling you, we're letting standards down left and right. Sir, you're I'm turning, one of your... Sp- I'm turning my TV. I'm turning my TV on and just I'm like, what's going on? And it's like, you know what? At a certain point, maybe it's okay that we're democratizing television and film and letting ugly people on screen. And maybe that's what people want. I think it but is. I am it's asking I want. us to keep our eyes on like the prize. Because if we start letting anybody else on, if we start letting everybody on, the next thing you know, you and I are going to be up there and just like staring blankly. It's like, that's not what anybody you and I wants. I are beautiful. And we belong on screen. We don't. And that's why this podcast is but an, an audio, audio medium. <laughs> Our audio medium. And the first thing we did when we took it over was scratch the visuals, yeah. much like Beyonce. This was a tough, this was tough. So it's just, you know, I, I I just miss the good old days, you know, when it was like, look, you may be talented, you may be great, but you got a face for radio. See you, get going. You're beautiful. You can't act. Get on screen. Hmm. You got enough charisma and a great job. I think line. Jeremy Allen White's You're a hotter than... Uh, Smith Jared. Well, you know how I feel. Talk about a race for last. Well, I'm just saying. In my opinion. Wow. I can't believe you don't think Dante's hot. That's crazy. Do you think that's his real dick? hmm. Prosthetic, probably. I don't know. Didn't care. It wasn't like Ben Affleck's and Gone Girl where I Googled it immediately. And it was on for like one second. Well, it was like the minute I saw it, I was like, I had to know. Yeah. This was like it popped up and I was like, who And what's the answer to that? And Ben Affleck's is real. It is his and Gone Girl. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But in this, I was like, who wants to see this? Get him off screen. He's got no charisma. I did like when that one girl like popped up behind his ass and just was like, <laughs> and then I guess eating his ass. I, so. I was like, all right. I think that was the first time I ever, I ever knew about that was because of this I was movie. Like, That's nice. Okay. At least he's like into that. Well, had you seen the original series? Cause we'd already covered that. No, no, no. I know. But like, not, not recently. I remember like when I first watched it, I wasn't as well versed in the sh- original series as I am ah. today. So, um, yeah, no to Dante, no to Jeremy Allen White. Mm. Yes to Evan Moss Baccarat. Yes. Yes to him. See, he threads the needle to me of like beautiful charisma, but also like relatable looking. Yeah. Like I get, I understand people's interest in relatable beauty. I've always said that. I think Adam Driver is relatably beautiful, but his features are so um, Obscure. oversized okay. <laughs> that they become like so interesting to watch on screen. Mm-hmm. I find Jeremy Allen White to be the least interesting thing on that show. He kind I'm of so is. In that sh- I'm so in that show for Eben and Ao, and just yeah. like fast forward through him. He definitely, I mean, I think he's a great actor. I really like yeah, And by the way, I 100% agree. He's a great actor. I didn't care for Iron Claw as a movie, mm. but I thought, you know, he was okay in it and Zach was all right. I found out something so devastating about that family afterwards. There was another what, there's son. There's another brother. That of course there off. was. You didn't know that? No. Of course there was. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, they cut him out. He was 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, they cut him staff. out. They said, get him out of here. Yeah, they said the movie would be too sad. They couldn't. 
Yeah, I was like, I could have taken And then one, one of the one of the brothers, his daughter died. Yeah. Like this family. Oh, <laughs> I can't. It's tragic. Tragic. But I just thought the movie was sort of boring. Um, I thought it was. And honestly, pace. I was like when I I was like, we could have used another death. Chris. I was just like, I wasn't like so not sad that I couldn't have taken I didn't one off. Cr- like, I definitely felt sad, but I right, didn't Like, cry. I was like, right. So I was like, maybe like, another one would have got us? me. Well, maybe another death would have got me going. Mm. If you, you know how I feel if I watch something and I don't cry, that means it is fundamentally broken. True. Because I cry, cry. There are Etsy commercials that have made, <laughs> taken me out for days. <laughs> Etsy commercials are so sad. Like, it'll be like well, dog's owner who that dog if they don't sell those like small ornament ornamental birds made from their grandmother's cloth that Spot dog's not is gonna get it it's like food it's like and then i'm like wow that's like, the meaning of life right there like by the end of it i'm like wow that's the beauty of living that's powerful so for the Iron Claw to give me nothing? <laughs> Yikes. What's, what's going on with you? <laughs> I didn't pass the Mamma Mia 2 test. <laughs> I didn't laugh. Well, I wasn't aroused. I was never once aroused. Even and though I did those men are beautiful. You know, Zach doesn't do much for What me. about Harris? After He's I an up-and-coming star. Out- after I found out that Zach fell over in his house and had to have his wi- his mouth wired shut, something about that story he, that I'm like, wait, he his, slept in a puddle in his own home? Uh, and his face hit a fountain. But I was like, who has puddles in their house? It was near a fountain. I think it splashed. Oh, well, he was an alcoholic also. Remember? I'm not going to shit on Zach. I love him. I'm Look, I'm Troy Bolton all day. I've got a He did a beautiful job in that movie. Me. Bet on it, bet on it. You know, that's his greatest work, in my opinion. He's dancing around that golf course. He's a great actor in those high school musical movies. That's a tough role. And the way he shakes his little hips. He's great in those. Mm -hmm. The High School Musical 3 is one of the... Look, I definitely laughed and cried during High School Musical 3. I was not aroused, though. Yeah. Um, Back to Samantha. Back to Sex and the City. (laughs) In 2023, would Samantha and Smith have just discussed an open relationship? Yes. A hundred Like a lot of their problems seems like it could have just been solved by like her fucking other people. It would have, I think they would have had like a really great conversation with each other about like opening up that dynamic and, but I don't know. And it's interesting. Has and just like that tried to cover an open relationship? Were Che and Miranda open? No. I guess they tried to have that threesome with, um. Her ex-husband. Who the fuck was that? Oliver Hudson? Was yeah. like, who was that? Yeah. And Miranda got that um Charlie horse. Yeah, well, Miranda was kind of kicked out of that. And then fell over. Didn't she like fall out of bed and was like clonk and hit her head? <laughs> yes. No, but other than that, I don't think we've ever seen that. I feel like 1,800 people are screaming. Like, Barry <laughs> was in an open yeah. relationship with Big. <laughs> Episode five. Yeah. Um, I I just feel like maybe Smith and her could have worked something out, but I also do think maybe it was just too far gone, and she had gone in too deep with that whole like, I I love you more 
I think about yeah. you more than I think about myself. You know, in so when they break up, she he says, keep the ring. And she goes, okay. I saw the movie in theaters maybe four times. And I'd say three times that line got a huge laugh. And I all and then one time it didn't. And I always think, is that a, supposed to be funny? How quickly she accepts, like, okay. Hmm. I don't know. Then she writes it back right quick when she's like, and when I look at it, I'll always think of you. Hmm. And I think that, by the way, that auction was supposed to be about Jane Fonda. Do you think? Well, because I think it's like Jane Fonda and Ted Turner, when they broke up, she had a huge auction oh. of all the things he bought her. I'm pretty sure. That would make... And then he started, then he started dating Marlo. Those rumors. Marlo? Remember Ted okay. Turner was supposed to be dating Marlo? No. Hampton. Um, wow. Yeah, when she first joined the show, that was like the rumor that that was her billionaire. Wow, good for her. Okay, it seems I made this entirely up. Oh, <laughs> okay. Although it does seem a lot of people have her things. Oh. Jane Fonda to auction off engagement ring to Ted Turner. And then it's like she auctioned off her. So maybe it seems like she auctioned them off not in one big right, way. Right, she just, just kind of casually did money. so. Yeah. Like, I'd like to buy a new house. I'm auctioning this mm-hmm. off. She, yeah, she auctioned off her ring and wedding gown to him. Good for that her. seems pointed. Yeah, that's aggressive. Um. Yeah, Ted Turner and Marlo. To go I from always... Jane Fonda to potentially Marlo. It... They're two powerful women. I was going to say, I... I was like, they're kind of... I applaud him for enjoying women with a sense of self. Mm-hmm. Strong women. And then to close out the Samantha storyline, how do we feel about the weight? Oh, when she walks in and they go. Well, just the whole thing of like. How she let herself go. Yeah. And the comments. She's been eating something out there. Uh, it's, um, I hate to say this. And it's like, didn't we know better in 2008 or whenever no, this came out? we didn't. Because I remember watching it and thinking, well... This is hilarious? Yeah. I was like, she really did. Look at her, big fatty. But she's <laughs> definitely not that. And it's upsetting. No, they're like showing pictures of her gut. And I'm like, what I give? I'm like, what would they see if they saw me? They'd put me in a hospital. the Michelin man would popped up if they <laughs> looked at me. I'd be like, the Kool-Aid man busting through the wall. It's upsetting. And Anthony needs to shut the fuck up. And I get what they were and trying then to portray. Like, I have to s- when Carrie's like, no, I you'd look beautiful at any weight. But I gotta ask, what have you been eating? It's like, bitch, guacamole, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I get what they were trying to show physically that she was in like this weird place and maybe she was depressed but like they didn't have to be so mean and i guess they're trying to get to when she says i've been avoiding mirrors and then it gets to the line of and there we were the three mirrors samantha could no longer avoid and i think there is something nice about like when you're away from your friends you don't have to confront the truth yeah but the truth doesn't need to be you gained a lot of weight you fat yeah it doesn't need to be like whoa like like I don't know. I feel like they could have maybe handled it. At least with- they didn't put her in like a fat suit or anything like yeah. too crazy. But she looked perfectly fine. She still had abs. 
Like it was nuts. And I would have literally strangled the life out of Michael Patrick King if he had done that close up on my stomach. Well, it's also like how much, you know, did they hate Kim I've been like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. I would have been like, this is my story. Yeah, I'm fat, even though I'm not. And they're like, sweetie, you start eating some cupcakes on that plane, <laughs> next plane ride. We got the close up. It's the first up on the shot yeah. list. Is that? I don't even think that's her real body. You think they probably don't? Now I could have played that role beautifully. They could have just called me up. All I would have needed was some white face on my stomach. (laughs) Paint me a little pale. Yeah, me too. Handed me a sleeve of cookies and said, shoot. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Hmm. Upsetting, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And really the portion of the movie that aged the worst. Um, well, speaking of aging terribly, shall we talk about Miranda? Yes. And I, that was a tough transition, and I don't mean to have been so rude to Miranda, and I meant Steve. Yeah, we're not talking about Miranda. And also, looks. this is aged terribly because of what happens in it, just like that. hmm So Miranda and Steve are still married and living in Brooklyn. She feels entirely overworked, dealing with career, Brady, and Steve's mom's t- continued decline. Their sex life has become stagnant, and it's revealed that Steve cheated. She decides to leave the marriage and they separate. Miranda moves back to Manhattan. Steve continues to court her. They ultimately end up in counseling and decide to get back together on the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. How do you feel about the choice to have Steve cheat? I think it's an interesting choice because he okay. was always the one who really chased Miranda. He was always kind of viewed as, as like the hopeless romantic, the one that really wanted this to work. So it's kind of interesting to put him in this space of like, you're the bad guy, but the way that they flip it and make it Miranda's fucking problem is crazy. Yeah. Give me one second because I have to find my phone because I did take notes. Um, Keep chatting though. Uh, Wait, I did want to ask you... How, because you know, I've mentioned this before, the t-shirt thing. Now, they both have their shirts on when they have sex. Now, can you give everyone a recap of what I'm talking about in terms of scandal? You want me to remind people? Just remind people what the t-shirt represents. Represents. Okay. While I go and grab my I'll do my best. So... We all remember several months ago with Scandaval when Tom Tom Sandoval was at the reunion And they were discussing the affair with Raquel and Ariana's like, we would have sex. Like, what are you talking about? And Tom Sandoval said, yeah, and you kept your shirt on the whole time. And everybody was up in arms. And then Chris Lewis. The internet went ablaze. And I was like, well. And I genuinely, it was like, again, one of those times where I was just reading everything wrong. Much like my Che Diaz reaction. I was just on the wrong side of history. Yeah, you were like, Sam, people really love Che. I was like, everyone's really upset about this. I'm like, I'm with him. Yeah. So. And the only piece of evidence I have to support my feelings, other than the fact that it's like, take your shirt off. You're fucking. I have to say. Is the fact that both of these people are have their shirts on while they're having rudimentary sex. And it's tough for me to admit this, but. Once you see it, I it is like it is. It rings true. had sex with someone I was in a relationship with who I no longer really wanted to be in a relationship with. You kept that shirt on? I did. That's I what did. I'm saying. I did. And it's not because I was like hiding my body. 
No, it's just like, I don't want to fully commit to this. I don't, I don't want you touching me more. I don't want to be like, that it's vulnerable. Like, I don't want you, there's not, we don't need any more skin to skin during this. No. Like, it's just a barrier. Yeah, it's like, we're not doing tummy time over here. Get out of here, buddy. <laughs> no. So, you know, as tough as that was, of t- people shut this off by now, I think. Yeah. And I what want people just to sit with us and just lit and hear us. We're not shaming. We're not Ariana. endorsing with Tom Sandoval. No, no, no. We're not endorsing his behavior. No, and I'm one... not even shaming Ariana Whoa. because Ariana well, I, probably I wanted that barrier between her and Tom. She probably didn't want to. Absolutely, I would never shame her for that. No, I'd shame her for some other behavior, but never that. Right. Yeah, but I get why he was like, well, "That's I not did. sexy." Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have. Yes, I, I did. Yeah, but maybe we're growing. From I that. don't take it back, but I am growing. Mm-hmm. I can only look at my past choices and statements and ignore them. Yeah, I do that. You every know, week. everything I've said on this podcast comes with yeah a huge disclaimer that I will not take responsibility. I feel like for last year, I said I hated Travis Kelsey, and now look at me. I follow his schedule down to the minute. I can't be held responsible for literally one thing that I say on this. And when people on Wednesday morning, when this comes out and people are like mad, happy. And by the way, even when they're like thrilled with what I said, I'm still like, don't remember, didn't say it. Don't know who you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And I will not apologize on that person's right. behalf. And I agree he should be in prison. So to see Miranda have that shirt on. And Steve to have his and on. That's double walls up. That's what I'm saying. That's double walls. And they don't have them on at the end. So there, there is something about the t-shirt that represents a certain lack of... Intimacy. Commitment mm-hmm. to the act. That's all I'm saying. Maybe that was always my point. And I'm not condoning cheating. Particularly not just because the person wants to keep their shirt on. Right. Of course. But I do think when you're in a relationship, there needs to be levels of intimacy... And, and commitment to the sexual And I wish that Steve maybe would have had that partner. conversation with Miranda about their sex life instead of cheating on her. Right. It does seem when she he's like, we haven't had sex since there was snow on the ground. <laughs> it seems that's <laughs> oh the God. first time he's ever said that to her. Like, it doesn't seem like they've had multiple conversations These two are about not it. communicating. And I think it's interesting. We never see the woman. We never hear a name. I think it's a really interesting choice. And I would have loved to have got, do you think it was Debbie? Do you think it was the girl at Whole Foods? No, I think it was Debbie. You I think, think he circled back? back? I think he did. To Debbie? Or do you think no. maybe to that girl, the Amstelite? No. Who? The girl that had the voicemail? Shayla? No, the girl that Not had Shayla. the... Shayla, that wasn't her name. The girl from the bar who Aiden was flirting with? No, honestly, it probably was, it was her. It was her. That It was that hoe. I love her. That little She's, hussy. I love her. She is right up there with me with the bitchy hostess, just as a great side character. Well, I just feel like these two aren't communicating. And I also understand, like, they've got a little kid. They have a mom with Alzheimer's. She's working. They She's, got Magda. They got, yeah, they've got a lot going on. They need to communicate. And they're not. And that caused the dissolution and the breakdown of their But then I think the movie is way too much on Steve's side. It is. Look at let Steve stay in the house. Why is he always Samantha's... staying in the house? I think because Miranda hates Brooklyn. Sure. sure. But I guess she stays in Brooklyn and then just like that, and she just lives on Nia's um in that like broom closet. <sighs> yeah. That's sad closet. Um, That's so sad. Then, then she, 
Then she, um, there's the whole thing with her pubic hair, which is, I'd forgotten they show it. Oh. And that was a, that must have been a tough costuming choice. I'm like, fascinated okay, by her pubes. No luck. The texture. I of don't them? wear, I don't wear bathing suits that would reveal my pubes <laughs> in any way. It does seem like something you would be aware that was out in the air and that you'd just give a little. I get it though. Couldn't when you get a little just, shade? No, like when you're out with the girls. I've I've worn a bathing okay. suit before when I'm out with the girls and I look at them and I'm like, listen, it is what it is. But like it's one thing if you're but in I'm the water. I'm fascinated by that texture of pubes. But if you're in the water, that's one thing. We're just sitting poolside. Yeah, I would We're just sunbathing. Like put something over it's it. It's just shocking that Miranda doesn't get a wax. And well, she says she's really busy, but I'm like, sweetie. A wax is a do your emails while you're there. Yeah, get shit done. Or again, I just feel like she could take a razor to the sides. I'm not even saying get at the core, the heart of the matter. Yeah, get at the sides. But I'm like, you I'm like, you put it on, you trim. see it's there, and you just give a little trim. Yeah, you're right. It is. And honestly, it's such a moment. Seems we're taking everyone's side but Miranda. It seems mm. we're not on her side. No. <laughs> we're like, she deserved to be cheated on, and she should have shaved those fucking pubes. <laughs> I also just think it's like very relatable, like when you're out, like when you're with the girls and like they, you do have conversations like that. Like where you're like, girl, like what's going on there? You know? What did you think of the line? Marriage ruins everything. (gasps) Did it ring true to you that she would say that to big? Yes. But do you think marriage was their problem? I think she thinks that. That is such a leap to me because it's like, well, you guys have been married for six years. I don't think marriage was your issue. You could have no. I think this it's could have you been, guys. You been, yeah, it's the two of you. Because <laughs> it was also you guys had issues when you weren't married, right? Yeah. So I just thought it was the first time that I really thought about it. But of course, they're fighting on the street when she says to him, "You, what we had, you broke us. I changed who I was for, for you. you." And those bitches and we laugh. Get, with those two girls laugh as they're going in, and one of them goes, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> And it is so exactly like how someone would be of like, yeah, look at these two old people fighting on the street. <laughs> They're my favorite characters in the movie. You have to listen to it. It's the best line in the whole movie. Yeah, it's, what the fuck is going it's on? It's so real. It's so real. Yeah, but then she just, you know, gives that line. Marriage ruins everything to big. And, he's and you know, heartbroken over this, by the way, Steve. Like, he's not like, I fucked this again. girl. Like you're right. I gotta Here stop. we go again. I gotta stop. I just feel like Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> I feel like this is the one time people don't like Steve, and you're really giving him his due. <laughs> I, know. I know. Oh God. Never heard you defend I've him like never this. Him like this. <laughs> Jesus. You're like, he's really heartbroken. He's a real victim to Miranda's shit. (laughs) The man cheated on his wife. Once. While she she probably had to bathe his mother. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. (sighs) Anything else you'd like to say about Steve? (laughs) No, I said all I needed to say. 
I will say the movie's sort of on your side because multiple times people sort of say that what Steve did is forgivable, but what Big did is not. For example, when they're at the fashion show, Miranda, Charlotte says to Miranda, can't you forgive him when she's talking about Steve's dolphin impression, which I can't even fathom what the fuck that sounds like. Yeah, when they went to the aquarium. And, and then she says, you really can't forgive him. And Miranda replies, are you suggesting something? Would you suggest that Carrie forgive Big? And she goes, no, I could kill Big. And it's like, wait, what? Somehow what Big I, did is that much worse? I think, I think what Is it Charlotte, because they have a yes, kid? That is it. Is it... it if they did not have Brady, I don't think any of them would s- suggest her stay with him, honestly. But why? Brady being raised by... T- look what happened. Well, yeah. He probably would be Who better off. What- he couldn't be any worse. <laughs> he quite literally couldn't be any worse. Riding up on his bike, watching his parents make up in front of Steve's clam shack. Mm. <sighs> What a mess. Paul's clams. Paul? Who is Paul? Oh, we don't know. Oh, his brother, who I think died. Steve's brother died? Remember, I feel like the mom <laughs> talks about that <laughs> at one point. It's not. Remember, she's like, my Paulie or something. Huh. Or maybe, like, they, oh, no. Paul, his brother, Steve, remember, Paul is a big name in his family. Sorry, that's what it is. Okay. He wanted to. But then doesn't, and what I'm mixing this up with is when she talks about his brother is married to a black woman and their baby dies. Yes. Right. But no, it's, he says Paul is a very, oh, that is actually a nice piece of continuity there. Paul. That Paul is this big name in their family because he wanted to name Brady Paul. Like, come on, Paul, let's go shoot some hoops. Oh, yeah. And then he starts crying. The only piece of continuity we've ever seen on this show. Yeah. Um... Anything else about Miranda and Steve? Mm, well, I mean the Brooklyn what Bridge. What do you think about their what do you think about them getting back together on the Brooklyn Bridge in the sort of with the knowledge of and just like that? Is it harder for you to watch? And do you wish in some ways that was the end of their story? Uh like that they stayed together, you mean? Yeah, like there is this sort of that's the that um, that they had this moment where they fell apart. They come back together, and yes, we see them in the second movie, but they seem very happily married in the second one. Mm -hmm. Now we know that they're just a fuck mess. Yeah, they're a mess. Um, No, I like... I don't like, obviously, what they're going through, but I do think it's interesting. Like, I think... And it's also very real. I think people made it through COVID, and they got really complacent, and they started just eating a lot of ice cream, and... And Steve forgot to finger... I mean, when he said I have to wash my hands, that was a tough thing. Because you know, Che hasn't washed their hands in months. No, they they had lime fingers. Tequila, lime, and weed every which way in your puss. Yeah, that stings. Probably, I wouldn't know. Her pH balance um, was definitely off after. I don't really have much else to say about Miranda and Steve-O. Um, what do you think about Carrie and Miranda's sort of reconciliation in their fight? Hmm. The sort of Miranda not telling her 
I thought it was interesting that three days is the longest they've ever not spoken, which to me just doesn't feel true. I also, yeah, because it wasn't true. When we were just in the finale, when she had the phone call and like left her the voicemail. I well, we like, don't know how long they did. I feel we like don't, that was I like mean, a week. Yes, but we don't know when they made up. True. Like by the time we hear that voicemail, they're in sort of a jokey place. I do think it's we don't know. Miranda like never told her. Yeah, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like Carrie's, cr- I understand her reaction, which is just like, I need to, um, now that I have this piece of information, it's easier for me to be able to pinpoint right. all of this on this moment. Mm. But this is, and this will be a nice transition into Carrie. One thing this time watching the movie, I really thought I, the movie failed at is is we don't get enough of Carrie's introspection about how she feels about things during this year. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, we don't really get the point in which she starts to understand when when she says it's forgiveness to, to Miranda, we have to do too much of a logical jump that that's actually she's forgiven big also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, we don't see her think through forgiving big. Mm -hmm. We don't see her writing and getting to a point or talking to someone and thinking, she's coming to that Yes, Miranda said that, but big must have been thinking, but there was something in big that, that was already there. Right. And what did I do? Like when she, I had also forgotten she apologizes to Big. Like he says, I'm sorry to have done that to you. And she says, I'm sorry to have done that to you. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, but that's Carrie. So let's get into Carrie Bradshaw. So Carrie and Big have been together for four years and have decided to move in. We meet them looking for apartments and they find the perfect place. Big says he will buy it, but Carrie wants equity in their relationship and sells her apartment. They also decide to get married so that Carrie will have a stake in the life they're building together. Big worries about the spectacle of the wedding, and after a confrontation with Miranda, stands Carrie up. They go on her honeymoon, and when she returns, Carrie begins the slow process of putting her life back together with the help of her new assistant, Louise. She and Big end up reuniting in their new apartment and decide to get married for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Well... What do you think of when we see them back together for the first time? He's standing outside that building. It feels so She runs over. He kisses her on the nose. I remember some reviewers saying, like, they're big schnozzes. I was like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> reviews really were wild the way they used to talk about people. They were, I mean, but they still talk about like, it. Like, it, it was basically like, look at these two big schnozzes on the screen. It's like, excuse me? I mean, it just, they look perfect together. They're, like, seeing this beautiful apartment, you know? It's just, like, it all just feels really, it rings really true of where they would be at, I think. I feel like, why haven't they moved in together already? Clearly, it's because we need the sort of, we need to see it. Yeah. But it reminds me of um, Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life, where they artificially have to make Luke and Lorelai not be married solely so that we can see the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like, well, if you guys have been together for four years and have not, not decided to move in together, and you're pushing 50, just don't live together. Right. I like, also want to know, like, how often is she staying at his place? Because we know he's not going there. No. That means not. Could you blame him? No, that rattle. <laughs> and it looked even worse by the end. Tattered. Those blue walls. 
with that big ass love sign, that love pillow sign mm-hmm. erected from the walls. I wouldn't blame Aiden for not entering that apartment if it looked like it does at the end of this movie. He would be devastated by what had happened. <laughs> it looked like Home Goods took one big run on that apartment. Speaking of Aiden, like, there is not really a moment I can recall in the movie that I even, like, think about him or remember Why would him. you? No, I know, but, like, there's never, like, any moment of, like me th- remembering anybody she's been with it just feels like it, this is it's been big the whole time i think that's a real testament to the end of the series and mm-hmm. the power of sarah jessica parker and he who must not be named yeah um so let's get into a few questions is what big did forgivable sorry i was i'm really thirsty um is what big did forgivable no no I could never forgive someone for that. That's fucking disgusting. It's humiliating. And then when he gets out of the car. You get married. You get married and you get divorced. You don't meet someone when in the middle of the people are waiting. And say, I'm ready when now. people are waiting at a wedding. When people are waiting at a wedding inside, they've gathered. Did they even get to go to the reception and get dinner? No. No. Could you imagine Chris. putting on your Sunday best? Getting dolled up black tie. Getting dolled up black tie in the middle of the afternoon to go sit in a library. Thinking you're going to get These a great evening. These two dummies. Thinking you're going to get a fucking dinner, some apps. Dancing. An open bar. And then Samantha Jones bops down like Meredith Grey at the end of season three and just goes, it's over. So over. Pack your bags at the fuck out of here. We'll send the presents along in a few days. (sighs) That's 200 people who are definitely sending you bad juju that night. Like, your karma's fucked. Well, we see that in and just like that. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's not forgivable to me. It's just not. Like, and I, it, move on. He stood you up at your wedding. And the fact that the movie makes it about the fact... Now, look, what I will say is I do think that there is something to be said for when Carrie... There's a moment where he's on the computer and she's working on their list or something. Mm -hmm. And he points out, like, this is my third wedding. What do you think this is? How do you think this looks for me? And I think that's a moment where they should have reevaluated. Mm-hmm. He needs, she needed to realize that the wedding shouldn't be as big, but also she needed, he needed to realize, well, just because this is my third it's wedding doesn't first. mean she doesn't get her first wedding. Mm-hmm. And I hate that the movie ultimately lands on the side of she shouldn't get her first wedding. Mm-hmm. And of course, I am not a proponent of the wedding industrial complex if you must get married, I actually think that the way they do it is sort of perfect. Leave us out of it and maybe let's go to lunch after. Mm-hmm. But it does feel a little too like he's, she's apologizing like, for I'm the fact the reason that she planned why. a wedding. Right. Like she's the like, reason. I let the wedding get bigger than big. It's like. And it's like that could that could be true. But it's also OK that you were really excited this was also something she liked. She wanted to do it. She liked the trying and dresses. She liked being in Vogue. She likes doing all of that. And there is a moment in the bathroom. And why should that be seen as frivolous? Right. Okay. You got married three times. This would be your third wedding. That's on you. 
buddy. Right. I didn't tell you to marry Natasha and play when a man loves a woman. No. I didn't say to do that. I didn't tell you to do that. If anything, she told you not to do that. So get it together. Yeah. It, but I would forgive him. Chris, please. <laughs> I can't. I, you've said so much. No, I talk. wouldn't. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would to, literally knowing me, me I would have burned. I would have burned the entire city it's, of New York. It's down. not only like, there wouldn't have been one person left in Manhattan. I would have <laughs> Godzilla ripped through everyone. Yeah. I think I might have actually grown 1800 feet and just like burned it to every, the ground. Like, people would have been like, what happened to Manhattan? He didn't show up. <laughs> what do you mean? And it just would have been like, yeah, I, Chris's up groom didn't show up and then he murdered everyone. For me, then he disappeared. it's the going in the middle of the road and saying, I'm ready now. After you've just fucking tortured this woman, it's diabolical. I knew you would do this to me. I knew you would do this to me, which is so great because wow. And I know we've talked about it one million times, but just how well Michael Patrick King and we have, you know, shot on him for Poughkeepsie in his pants mm -hmm. and so many bad puns, take a nap. Uh, so many. But this man knows how to write a scene in which the telephone call, the sort of high wire act of telephone calls. And there is no better example of that. And Sarah Jessica Parker plays it beautifully when she is trying to convince him to write those vows mm. and go to sleep of like, I need to push just the right amount to get what I want, but I can't push enough. Uh -huh. And I also don't want to push too much because I don't even want to accept that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And I got to hang this phone up and not think about this. It's played beautifully because you can feel and, and that's the tense. That's the a tough thing to write. It's a tough and thing to, to write. Right. It's a tough thing to write because I also feel like it's it's not super on the nose, but it's just subtle enough for you to really pick up on the vibes and how I mean it's also just very reminiscent of their relationship. How oh, absolutely. I mean, all of the signs of all of this happening is in the original series, it's just sort of blown up to this operatic larger scale, mm -hmm. right? I mean, everything big does in the beginning of this movie is classic big, but it's now on cinematic scale. So if what he did before was not show up to meet her friends, it's now it's I'm leaving you at the altar. Oh, God. I, I, I wish honestly, they'd opened the doors and they've shown us all those people, but they clearly someone? they didn't have the budget for that. Like to I, show us like the extras. Because didn't you want to see in there and just see like, I, because, right, like you want to see all of the people, but they clearly were like, we don't, we're not bringing in one. Because who are those 200 people, right? Well, it would have to be people we know. That's why I liked that those two women, I mean, I didn't like them, but I thought it was interesting to bring it up at his like wake is like those women that were like, he treated her like shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to also note is something I was thinking about the when I watched this at Christmas time. You know, in the in and just like that, when Susan Sharon is mad at her, mm -hmm. and Carrie doesn't know why, I like to think that the the uh, fifty like when he when Anthony says, I think it's fifty two fifty one trombones, not fifty two wedding guests, or something like that. Yeah, and she crosses out a name. I like to think that that name is Susan Sharon, <laughs> and that is why she's mad at her. I love that. It was like you know what? Actually, Susan Sharon, we don't need to invite no. her. Dorinda Medley, we don't need to invite her. Yeah, we don't need that woman who slept in my ottoman with her shitty husband and her dog. Yeah. Um, 
So we're not forgiving Bag. No. Do you think it's interesting that... Oh, wait. Oh, can we slide back? Because I wanted mm-hmm. to read you. Sorry. Yeah. The pro and con list that... um. Miranda makes about Steve. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Pros. Good father. Sweet. Good listener. Willing to work. Kind to mother. Carpenter. Plumber. Doesn't care if I cook. Never criticize, which she scratches out. Good lover. Not threatened by my job. Funny. Remembers birthday. Doesn't take things personally. Cute. Good body. Any other pros you'd add on there? I think it's interesting that she brings up the carpentry. And plumber. And plumber, because he built that house. Built that house. Con. I was going to say it was only con. Affair. Sneaky. Selfish. Doesn't read emotion. Uncomfortable at work functions. Breath. (gasps) Occasionally. No. No. Dependent. Nose hair, watches cartoons, had sex with someone, not driven, says embarrassing things, silly. It's a con? Yeah. Oh. It's a grown man. I don't know. I like silly. No. Um, wow. Breath, occasionally. That list, that con list, that's not looking good. Because those are like no. big personality traits. Like that's JBS sneaking dri- right in there. That not driven, list. not you know, selfish, selfish, sneaky. sneaky. Is Steve sneaky? I and mean, I guess he cheated. Yeah, but, but he I wouldn't consider- once. I wouldn't. Well, that he said. Hmm. Do you think Come he's on. lying? Come on. No, Do you think he's fucking once. Come on. Do you think he fucked her once more than once? Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody's cheating just once. I can tell you that. Wow. Okay. It's too fun. (laughs) Uh, Back to Carrie. Why do you think the movie doesn't introduce the idea of Carrie or Miranda dating? Like, it's a full year, and they don't even discuss it. Not even to the point where someone suggests it, and they give a reason why they don't. I'm glad Carrie's not dating. It, to me, feels crazy, though, that, like, Samantha doesn't even mention it. It is crazy that in a movie that a movie called Sex in the City would have two of its would make two of its um main characters single and not have them even try to engage in sex and dating. And then the third one isn't even fucking. That's why she's eating. No one's fucking in this movie. Except Charlotte Sexless. two to three times a week. Sexless in the city. I I'm glad they don't make Carrie date. I like watching her kind of work through this whole year. But then we don't really see here enough about her feelings. Correct. But I wish we would have seen Miranda go on a date with someone, maybe from work. This would have been a great time for them to have her go on a date with a woman and just like layer that in. Mm -hmm. That like we could see her as a bit of queer coded. But it's 2008. I don't think they're doing that in this movie. And just, come on. And just, like, let's lay the the groundwork mm-hmm. a little. Or let's go back and shoot some scenes, you know, and just insert them in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Louise. From St. Louis. That ghost. <laughs> Tell people and I don't the know theory. if everyone remembers right, okay. my theory that Louise is a ghost because she only interacts with Carrie 
or is seen in like sort of what could be considered like a dreamy sequence in which Carrie is imagining Louise at home with her black family. Mm -hmm. Like everything about it is fucking crazy. Like that they give her an assistant and like no one ever sees her. She never mentions Louise to the other girls. We don't even see her at the party, the home. You could like pull right. You could pull back and it's just like Louise is like an angel. She's either some sort of Christmas ghost, an angel, or a Denny Duquette-esque cancer ghost, season five, Grey's Anatomy yeah. style. I swear and I'll take theory. all of the above. But how do you think Louise stacks up against Lisette as sort of this um, young gal Carrie gets to mentor? Huh. I have to tell you, I much prefer Louise. I was going to say, I do too. Like, this was the first time I realized that the movie sort of positions Carrie as a mentor to Louise. And I particularly really loved, and again, there's no one else at that bar, so it does seem Carrie's just sitting there muttering to herself. Um, When they're at the bar and they're talking about drinks and she Mm -hmm. says, your 20s are for making the mistakes, your 30s are for learning the lessons, and your 40s are for buying or for paying for the drinks. And I just thought, what a nice, like, moment of right of sort of introspection and also this sort of trajectory for the young people who watch this show mm-hmm. i feel like with Lisette, there's no like she doesn't feel like a very grounded person whereas like with i feel like louise it's whereas like, louise feels very real to you no it, it's just like she feels more of like <laughs> and, go, and being a ghost honestly yeah and she feels not as like I don't know. She just feels like more like a girl, like a girly. Lissette is just kind of, it's too pointed as to what they're trying to do with Lissette for me. What do you think of her password just means simply love? She came to New York to find it. And she's got a fucking keychain that says mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. I, I love Louise. And and by the way, you know she's a ghost because she sings the outro like she's just haunting the end of the movie singing disembodied from the heavens (laughs) they might as well have just like had her like flying through the skies like whitney houston at the end of cinderella (laughs) like the teletubby sun yeah like i would have loved that just with her big head in the moon also i feel like louise would have been like you do not need to get back together with this man i don't think she would have been like you sure you don't want to read those those emails and been so he copy and pasted a bunch of poems yeah he couldn't even write and then what was what did he say in, Ever thought he didn't say anything. No, it was like I don't know what to say. His well, the first one was, "I'm sorry, I don't know what to say." What a piece of shit! And then the last one was, "I will love. I am sorry. I don't know. I love you. I don't know what to say, but I will love you forever, or something like that." I think. And I got to tell you, after I he tear copy up. and pasted. I mean, ever thine, never mind, ever ours. I tear up. I only tear up when he opens the doors and the three girls are there. Oh. See, like that's where I where it gets me good. And like we go in all dressed up and love. <laughs> that to me is like fun. When we're in that courtroom, I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. And that sad white dress that I have a that question. to me, by the way, reminds me of the dress she wears to go and ask him for money. So I've always found it interesting that like her wedding dress is ultimately paired with this financial. Yeah. Like, sort of. Like, financial, like. I also think it's sort of funny when he says, when they're in the um, closet at the end, and he says, 
we did it the first time wrong. All we did, it was all about like partnership and this. <laughs> it should have been romance. And it's like, I think it is actually okay for your, for like logic to enter the idea of getting married. It's okay. Yeah. When she, when she at one point, I think it's when she's on the phone with Samantha and she says, it isn't emotional. It's just two grown people choosing each other and wanting to. I was I like, think that's honestly, romantic. this is the first time you've ever made fucking sense. And I also think in that's the a romantic thing. hundred years I've been watching the show, Carrie. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, I had to throw logic out. It was love. It's like these two. Yeah. Dummies. <laughs> Do you think they fucked? I closet? was. That's okay. I was just about to ask that. I was like. They didn't because they're two like together. Yeah. But what were they doing? Like, why'd they get but on I the floor? I think the floor is their thing. Because at the end of the finale, when they she, fell. He's, they didn't fuck at, in the middle of that hotel. No, 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 I know. But I'm saying they fell and they were like on the floor and they were laughing. So maybe they're right, on the floor again. Right, but I don't again. think they, yeah, but I don't think they had Do you think sex. they were supposed to fuck? I think if, I think if they had had sex, they would have needed to costume them a little bit. More disheveled disheveled like mm. they're just a bit too together like his shirt is still tucked in like nobody's yeah. retucking in their shirt while laying down after right having no sex. they're just laying there right so i just doesn't feel but i just simply don't know why they laid down it comfy cozy like i would have just gone home maybe that was going to be the only time they were going to lay in that apartment I wish the owner, the new owners had just like barge and I'm like, can you get the fuck yeah, out? Yeah, give us the keys, bitch. It was like Shiv and Tom, like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the movie, guys. Wait, I have one more thing. Big okay. has never looked sexier than he is in the bed with his little chest open. Yeah, you know, with his bronzed chest. Yeah, I loved it. He looked like Louis Reales. <laughs> it was so <laughs> It was like a different. His two skins were like two different colors. No, he was he was looking sexy. No, it was just too bronzed. You could tell the actor was like, "Oil me up," and I love. Remember that. when she asked him to masturbate in bed and he made that weird those weird noises? Yeah, that was crazy. That was when I was like, "What is this show?" But I was on board. I was like, "Oh, we're that in." That was it. the first episode. I know. Um, okay, let's chat about the fashion. And to begin, of course, we should talk about Carrie's wedding, various wedding dresses. Do you have any favorites? I hate to be the most basic bitch on earth, but I love the one that she chose. Oh, see, that's one of my least favorites. I love, for fashion's sakes, I love the Dior one with the crazy hat and pleat long. Oh, where she's like... Near the window, yes. Yeah, I love that. And then the Oscar de la Renta one on the ladder, where she has a rose in her hair. Mm -hmm. I don't, um, I don't like the, um, the feathers Yeah, where she's on the couch. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Before we get, before we do that, we need to talk about the introduction of my favorite character in this movie. And that is a little lady named Emo Carey. Now, Emo <laughs> Carey is a character that a friend in college and I, Kathleen, were obsessed with. And we would quote each other, like it became our whole friendship for like a year and a half was simply quoting these lines of Emo Carrie. The first one is, we can say there was a death, to which Carrie replies, wasn't there? <laughs> no, this is one of our favorites, where she says, in the most dramatic way fa fashion possible, close the shutters. All of them. <laughs> this one is the most depressing line I've ever heard. 
I threw away it all away for the thrill of putting his name on the honeymoon suite. If I met me now, I wouldn't know me. <gasps> Simply put, bury it in the back like I did my hopes and dreams. Oh. <laughs> Emo carry. And I want my old 917 and my old will to live. Damn. <laughs> Carrie was Carrie was really going through it. Yeah, but just Which again is like, then why did you take him back? We would say close the shutters, all of them, every single day. <laughs> just apropos of nothing. Close the shutters. We oh. can say there was a death. Wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> if I met me now, I wouldn't know. I me. love that. Um, and then a few of my other favorite fashions. My favorite look in this whole movie this time around is when she sh- I, she's furniture shopping with Charlotte and she's wearing a print jacket, a beige top with these high-waisted pants. It's an incredibly simple look and luckily it doesn't have that crazy-ass belt, studded belt she's wearing throughout this movie. That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I and it is appears in literally every... Well, it's one belt that they kept no, putting I know, on. No, I know, but it, in fashion, I hate those. It is the ugliest belt. I'm so glad it's not in fashion anymore. Um... Samantha's giant hat is, of course, iconic. Mm. And um, Charlotte, also in the furniture scene, is wearing an all-black maternity, like, cloak that just is a stunner. And my least two favorite looks in this movie is Carrie's wearing a blue Grecian look at the baby shower that is a shock, that perfectly matches the walls, and she should have painted herself out of that room. Yeah. And then Miranda's various browns. It's all on brown the Brooklyn for Miranda. Bridge. And it is one of the ugliest things I've ever it's seen. It's bad. It's all browns. My favorite, I have to say, probably my favorite look of the whole movie is the first look Carrie's in when she meets Big, and it's that floral, like print. The green, the green floral. And the blue. I think she looks so beautiful. I thought you were going to say the white the white overblown flower dress that's the opening look in the movie. I do love that. That was also famously worn by Whitney Houston, I think on the cover of Essence magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, I think she looks absolutely beautiful. Um, Another favorite look of mine is probably the looks that stick out to me the most are the bridesmaids dresses. Cause I thought that was the first time I had ever because I was in high school and I was dumb. But I it was the first time I had ever seen bridesmaids dresses that weren't all the same. Like I didn't even you, know that that was like a possibility that like people did that. I learned that from I learned that from Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Um that that's the way to go. Um well or same silhouette but different color or just same or just um same different co- same color different, different silhouette dress. but you can't ex- you can't expect everyone to look good in the same cut of a dress. Right. And I just thought, wow, that's so beautiful. And I thought that Charlotte looked absolutely gorgeous in black. I think Charlotte looks really good in in black. She looked great in this movie. Yeah, you know? she looks. Be- she's so beautiful. And then in terms of men, we had Big Steve, Harry Smith, Stanford Anthony, and Dante. He didn't do much, but I'm going to give it to Harry mostly because he stayed out of. He minded his business. He stays out of women's business. <laughs> And most of the men in this movie could take a long needing to mind their business. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You're going with, I think you're going with Steve, given the way you behaved. <laughs> no, I'm going with Dante. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you give the Sex and the City movie out of 10? A 10. 
this is a 10 out of 10. It's a killer. I only watch it once a year. And really, that's to protect how much fun I have watching it. I don't need to watch it that often. As I just recited lines from Emo Carey from Heart. Right. It's like you just you hear Emo Carey in my mind as she's with me always. I love this movie. Love. Love, love, love. It's a perfect movie. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I feel like we went just as long, even though we said we were going yeah, to try to go short. Yeah, I just looked at the time. <laughs> How long have we been recording? Two An hours. Hour and a half? Two hours. Good luck to Brian. Um, for let's him. Let's make sure we get him this audio right now. He's got a full day to get this together for you guys. We hope you'll join us again next week when we return to cover the second Sex in the City movie. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can support us by joining us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash shortcomingspodcasts. And you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram. And I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. All right. Wowza. Is this our longest episode ever? I think so. I, I hope so. I think we've so. almost been this close, but this is definitely yeah. longest. But think and imagine how long it could have gone had we gone into more detail. Chris, it would have been four parts. Uh, oof. And maybe Brian's going to suggest this be two <laughs> parts. Um, so you'll get what you get and you won't get upset. Amen. Bye. Bye.